Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 142. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, How the Devil Are You? I hope you're having a great week. So it's really funny, actually, I feel like I'm winding up for the end of the year already, which is insane because as I record this, it's literally coming towards the end of October. We have two whole months still to go. But I think one of the reasons I'm thinking this is because one, I've just closed the cart on the academy so no one else can join. So I haven't got to think about that at the moment. Um, Two, all the activities are planned out for the rest of the year in the academy. So I know what's happening there. And three, I'm organising our one day event, which is all about planning for next year. So I decided that this week I wouldn't give you an interview. I would kind of follow on from last week's episode. If you didn't catch it, it was all about the systems and tools I use in my business that help me save time, save money and make me generally more efficient. And I told you about loads of different tools. I told you about Kajabi and I told you about Loom and I told you about Trello and loads of different things. But one of the tools I did mention, and I said, actually, I think I'm going to record an episode about it. So this is that episode. I talked about using Agora Pulse, and also I gave you an offer where you can get two months free of Agora Pulse if you sign up using my special link, and I will put that in the show notes. So I wanted to talk about, now, just so you know, you don't have to use Agora Pulse for the stuff I'm going to tell you. This is how I do it, and I happen to use Agora Pulse to do the scheduling. However, what I'm going to be teaching you in today's podcast 
is the strategy behind how I stay consistent, how I put varied content out there, how I plan my content so that I'm not having to do it on the fly and how I manage my own social media. And if you follow me on any of the platforms, you know, I post a lot, you know, that on Twitter, I'm probably averaging between, I don't know, five and seven tweets a day on in, uh, on Facebook. I'm probably doing like two LinkedIn, probably doing two a day. And then Insta, I treat a bit differently. And I will tell you about how I treat that. But I wanted to talk to you about how basically I work that out. Now, I have done an episode on this before, but not as specific in terms of this is my routine. This is exactly what I do in my business. So hopefully this is going to be a great one for you. There's lots of good content ideas in here. There's lots of good strategies in terms of how to save your time. Now, first off, I want to start by saying I wasn't always like this. I have gone through that many different uh, scheduling tools, different strategies, different way of looking at my content. And this is where I'm at today. Now, will I change? Very possibly. Is it a am I done? Is this the perfect way of doing it? Not at all. This is just where I'm at today that works for me. Also, I want to be really realistic with you about all this because I know how hard it is to run a business and manage social media. And I want to assure you, even though I have a team, I am pretty much the main person who does my social media. It's something for me that I feel is has got to be my authentic voice it's, uh, I am such a uh, a perfectionist, it may not always look like that, when it comes to how a post might look from a design point of view. So I tend to do that. And I do have the team help me on certain things, and I will tell you about which things they help you on. So like I said, today, hopefully you're going to get lots and lots of good strategies and information and a very realistic view about how I manage this in my own business. Okay, let's talk about the platforms in general and a few kind of, well, they're not even do's and don'ts. They're kind of just my thoughts on managing all this. So the platforms I am using currently consistently is Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Now for me, Facebook and LinkedIn are okay. I don't spend a huge amount of time over there. Twitter is better because I like the interaction and also um, Instagram's my favourite. So that's where I spend all my time. One thing you have to know about this strategy that I'm going to talk about, I do not include Instagram in this strategy. I will tell you about how I think about Instagram differently and why I do that. But basically what I'm talking about in terms of this strategy for content is I'm mainly talking about Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. So The first thing to say is in an ideal world, and I say ideal, that I'm not in that ideal world because I am doing this and I have a business to run. But in an ideal world, you will create different content for each of those platforms. You might have different types of images, different text, but I don't do that, okay? Because for me, it's more important that something goes out rather than nothing at all. Because if I had to create enough content to put across all those platforms to be as consistent as I am, that's all I would be doing. So even though I can sit here and happily tell you that in an ideal world, you would create different content for every platform, the truth is I create one bit of content and I share it over all three platforms. Okay, the other thing I need to quickly say as a caveat here is you do not have to be on all the platforms. 
this, I did a, a live training recently, a free live training. I don't know if you attended it, you might have done, but this was one of the things I talked about that actually point number, whatever it was, three, two, was pick your platform. Now, if I didn't do the job I did, if I didn't help and support people and businesses in all aspects of marketing, including social media, I wouldn't be on all the platforms. I would choose my favorites and just go all out on that one. So you don't have to be on them all. So when I talk about all the platforms, it's not because I am suggesting to you that you need to be on all the platforms. What I am suggesting to you is this is how I manage because I do all of them. So just take it for your one or two platforms. Don't think, oh, right now I've got to do all of them. Okay, so that's the first thing. So Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter kind of get lumped together. Now, there's a reason they kind of get lumped together in the fact of the size of the image, the image and the dimensions of the image can work well on all three. So I tend to use a landscape image. I don't know what the dimensions are. I'd probably pick one of them in Canva. And basically I use the same size and image type for all three. The reason Instagram isn't in there is because obviously when I do stories or posts, it's a completely different size image. Also, the other reason Instagram isn't included in this is because the type of stuff I create that I send out on those platforms is what I would call curated content. Now, when I talk about curated content, what I mean is I have gone into Canva and I've created an image. Whether that image has photos in it, whether it has icons, whether it's just text and colour, whether it's whatever that image is, it means I've created it in something like Canva and then I have used that image on a social media post. You will see that I very rarely use a curated image on my Instagram grid. So on my grid, the only two curated images you will see are quotes. So I often put quotes up there and obviously I make them in Canva. And the other one is about podcast interviews, because I realised that if you look at my feed, there's very little about the podcast. And, and it's not that I don't want to talk about the podcast. I should be. What it is, is that because I choose only to put photos up, it's really hard to get a photo that depicts it. I've now had a photo shoot fairly recently, it's on my Insta, you can see it, where I'm photographed with my microphone. So actually that helps because I can talk a bit more about it. But like I said, you'll only see those two different posts. One, a very nice picture of someone I've interviewed. And the other one is about the quote. So those are the only two curated type images you see on Instagram. The other reason I don't include Instagram stories is because I can't, because basically there is no facility currently that will automatically post to your stories. Now, what there is are platforms that will give you a push notification. And what I mean by this is you go onto the scheduler platform, you go onto the whatever system you're using and you put your picture up and you see, I don't even know how it works. I've never actually tried it, but I assume you put your picture up and you might even have some like text that goes along with it that you might want to put on top of the image as you would on a, a story. And then you schedule it for a certain time. And then what happens at that time is your phone will sort of give you a notification and says, it's time to post this thing. This used to actually be the same with the feed and I never liked it then either. So then what you do is you go into your phone and I, it copies everything automatically. It's fairly easy, but but for me, I, I just wanted it to be done so I didn't have to think about it. Because in truth, and I, I've talked about this on many podcasts where I talk about productivity, is 
I have my phone turned upside down on my desk and I don't look at it. In fact, I don't even know where it is right now. I'm just looking around at my desk and I can't see it. So I'm assuming it's like under something or I've left it somewhere. But absolutely, honestly, I try really hard not to look at my phone in the day. So that wouldn't work for me. So that's why I just haven't even bothered scheduling stories and I only ever, ever do real, authentic, at the time stories. Okay, so like I said, let me go back. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with Instagram there, but let me pull you back a bit. So I've just said to you that I create images for LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and they're all exactly the same size and they're all exactly the same images. Okay, so I don't know how I got onto that and why... I jumped straight into that bit. I think I was just talking about the difference between the platforms. So let me kind of come back to the beginning in terms of how I start this process, how I start coming up with content. Because the truth is what I do is I create a lot of content. I spend a good probably, I think it was about five or six hours in the first instance. And you're probably sat there thinking, what the actual five or six hours? But you know what? I did that at the beginning of the year and I've barely had to touch it since. So I have saved myself many, many, many hours. So, and don't get me wrong, uh, you might be sat there thinking, you've been putting the same post out for, like, for almost an entire year. You'll see how this works in a sec. So, okay, so I sit there and the very first thing I do is I come up with categories. Now, I've talked about categories before and I've talked about three main buckets and those main buckets are entertain, educate and call to action. So I have talked about this before, but this is a bit different. Now, those buckets are designed to give you a steer of the type of content you're putting out there. So they're great as a kind of reminder about those things. And you might choose to kind of post in different ways for those different categories. So for instance, the entertain stuff tends to be my organic stuff. So it's as something happens, I will post or share or do something along those lines. Whereas the stuff that's scheduled tends to be along the call to action and the educate, as you will soon see. Okay, so categories. I think about what categories I want to include in my social media. What sort of things do I need to talk about on my posts? Now, the podcast obviously is a category because this is my main content. So if you have some main content that you're putting together and putting out there, then that's going to be one of the very first categories you have. The aim of my this activity is to probably get between like nine and 12 categories. Also, if you've heard me talk about categories for Instagram, these are different. Now, I'm really trying hard not to confuse you here. It sounds like I'm really kind of not all over the shop, but like it sounds like I am going, do this, but don't do this. But please stay with me. I promise it's not as confusing as I am managing to make it sound right now. So like I said, we're focused on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. It's not to say that you can't do the same for Instagram. I just choose not to because I choose to, to see it differently. So the first thing you come up with is nine to 12 categories. And my categories on those platforms tend to be more business related than lifestyle related, whereas my Instagram tends to be more lifestyle related. So the categories I have chosen for my social media content are obviously podcasts. That's got to be one because every single week we put out a podcast and we need to talk about it. And as I've talked about before, we talk about it two or three times on every platform during that week. The next one that comes really naturally is in case you missed it. 
that is a category. And in that category goes any social, uh, any old podcast. Now, bearing in mind, we're on episode 142. Like that is a lot of podcasts. So we tend to choose, I say randomly, it's not randomly. It's actually kind of, okay, when did we last talk about this? And we do do it in a kind of running format, but we make sure we're constantly reposting old podcasts as well. Because you might come to have come to this podcast and this might be the first episode you're listening to. Welcome, by the way, if it is. Thank you so much for listening. You'll get used to my quirky ways. <laughs> but obviously, if you've only just come to the podcast, then you don't know. I've had Michael Hyatt, James Wedmore, Amy Porterfield, Pat Flynn, Dean Graziosi, all these amazing people. So that's why we're constantly chucking out the old episodes. Now, am I worried that people are going to see them and think, oh, I've seen that already? Not in the slightest, not at all. In fact, I'm just going to make a note that we need to talk about reach and the kind of rescheduling of stuff. And then I can just explain how I feel about that. Okay. Literally just made a note. So let me talk about another category before I fall down that rabbit hole. So another category I've got is lead magnets. Now, if you don't know what lead magnet is, I will put a link to the show notes in the show notes to my lead magnet episode. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but basically this is something that gets people on your list. That's fairly long and short of it. So I post my lead magnets constantly, even though they are the same, probably five, six lead magnets I've had for a while. It doesn't matter. They're evergreen. And you know what? I get people opting into them constantly. So don't feel like because you've posted that four times, oh gosh, can't talk about that again. So that's one of my categories. Okay, so I've got podcasts, I've got in case you missed it, I've got lead magnets, I've got upcoming events. Now I speak for a living or part of my living. Now, obviously at the moment it's all online, which makes me very sad and probably a little bit depressed. I'd really like to stand on a stage again, but you know, we're, it's coming hopefully. So what we do as part of our marketing is that we help people promote their events. So I share events that I speak at. So what we do is hopefully they have some graphics or they have a sort of speaker graphic to say I'm speaking there and I get them to send it me. And then we, we put that in as a category. The other category I have, or another category I have is tools. So if I talk about different tools that I use and tools that I like, I will use that. One thing to note on the tools is I use affiliate links. So there's a chance that I could get some income from that. So I, I post about tools. Another category is testimonials. I like people to know that I'm good at what I do and I have successes for people. Uh, what else have I got? So upcoming events, tools, testimonials, podcasts, lead magnets, in case you missed it, guest appearances. This is a good one for me. This might not be the same for you, but if I'm featured on someone else's podcast, if someone interviews me for something, if I'm featured in a blog or whatever, then I will share those guest appearances. And one of the reasons I share those guest appearances is because it gives me yet more credibility. And then I have Academy Promo, which currently is turned off because obviously there isn't, you're not able to join the Academy. Now, it's not constantly going to be turned off. I just need to review the posts that are in there and maybe tweak them based on saying get on the list rather than join the academy. And then the other one I have is a kind of, it's kind of like a category that is what's happening at that point. So the cart close would have been a category and therefore we would have shoved loads of social media into that. If I'm promoting campaign or a challenge or a 
in fact, I'm sure we'll do something with the podcast soon, then I have a category just for that thing at that time that I turn on and turn off. So step one, not that I intend to give you certain steps. I don't know how many they are. I haven't gone through them, but this, the first thing I do is I come up with those categories. So your categories might be testimonials. It might be frequently asked questions. It might be your blog posts. It might be your products. If you have a big product range, it might be that you talk about this type of product on one day and this type of product on another day. It might be something fun that you do. So like I said, the idea is I come up with some categories for my posts. Oh, there's another category as well that is sharing posts from other people. So for instance, we often share on social media, social media examiner stuff, because it's a great resource. They've got great, you know, blogs and stuff that they're putting out all the time. So I often share some of their stuff. So once I've come up with the categories, I come up with a look and feel for each of the categories. So for instance, you will know if you see my social media, my podcast posts look the same. All they do is they have the image swapped out and the title changed and the number changed. My testimonials have a certain look and feel about them. My Academy promo, I will create images for that. Now, for instance, on the Academy promo, it's not all about having the same type of image. For that, I would have several different images because I might talk about a coaching call or I might talk about a course that's just been released. So therefore, that won't just be the straight up same image. Guest appearances, normally they send me their stuff. Lead magnets, obviously I create a load of images for my lead magnets. Uh, testimonials, talk about that. Upcoming events, again, they tend to send me their stuff. And tools, obviously, tends to link to their site. So therefore, I don't need to create any content for that. So I think about these categories and I think about where am I going to need to create the content. And I come up with a look and feel. Once I've come up with that look and feel in Canva, I then start adding the content to each of those categories. Now, if you wanted to do this on a spreadsheet, you could. If you want to put it in a folder, you could. If you wanted to do it on something like Trello, you could. But obviously, I use Agora Pulse and it has the function for categories. And what I do is I go to upload a post and I put it into that category. So the idea is, if you're going to use these categories, it's about constantly having a good amount of content in there. So as I stand right at this moment, I'm going to just go through my categories. So Academy Promo has three different posts in there at the moment, although it's not running. Guest appearance, 21 different posts, because every time I do something new, I just add it to that category. So it's not like I create it at the beginning of the year and never look at it again. The idea is rather than having to come in and schedule a whole month's worth of stuff, at the beginning of the month, I might come in and go, actually that guest appearance one has been flying around for quite some time. I'm going to delete that one now. Or actually there's a new guest appearance. We're going to add that now. The In Case You Missed It gets added to every time there's a new podcast episode, but it just goes to the bottom of the queue because then it's going to take a while for that one to come back out. So there's 44 in there currently. Lead magnets, 14 posts about lead magnets. Podcast, there's only one at the moment because obviously we're a good way through the week and obviously we're going to do a couple of week testimonials, 12 different testimonials, tool, 10 different posts about tools, and then upcoming events, five different posts. So as you can see across those different categories, there's quite a lot of posts. And I don't want you to get bogged down with, oh my God, I'm going to need all those posts. What I want you to think about is, okay, so let's say one of your posts is a quote or a frequently asked question. Can you sit down now and write five frequently asked questions or five testimonials 
or five like posts to do with your lead magnets or five posts to do with your blogs. You see how thinking about it under categories, one helps you focus your mind. And like I said, I'm a true believer in, you know, and it's fact that your mind likes to focus on one type of task. So that's the first thing. But second thing is that when you're thinking about it in a group, it's easy or easier. Like when you're finding testimonials, like when you're searching them, you might not testimonials. When you're finding like quotes and you're searching them, you could probably find five quotes really quickly. So when you think of it in this way, you you start to accumulate content really quickly when you're batching in that way. So then, like I said, I sp- I sat down for about six hours one day and did exactly this. I thought, what would I say about this particular tool? Where's my affiliate link for that? And basically I created all these posts. Now, what happens, like I said, throughout the year is that we add to these posts. Now, sometimes I add to them, sometimes my team add to them. So the podcast, my amazing team member, Sophia, she creates the social media posts based on the show notes and based on the format of the image I've already created. So basically what she has to do is go in, put the new information in there, put the new content in there and then schedule those posts. It doesn't need me to do that. Like we have, she has everything she needs. She can follow a process. It doesn't need me to go in and physically do that thing. So for instance, as well, like upcoming events, they will often send me the image and sometimes they send me text that I can use on social media. Sometimes that text is not within my tone of voice and I choose not to use it. But what I then do is I will send a Slack message to Joanne, who's on the team, and I will say to her, put this image up, put this text up, and can we have it repeat three times, please? Or can you put it up and it can it come down by this certain date? So like I said, I do do my content for social media. However, going forward, what we're able to do is I'm able to give them very specific things. And whereas I might even write the post, I will send that to Joanne and say, can you please post that thing or put that in a category? Now, the other advantage to Agora Pulse, which is why I choose to use it and why for me this works really well, is that when you are scheduling a post, you can say to it how many times you want it to repeat. So let me, okay, that's one thing, but one second, hang on, let me just come back a minute. In Agora Pulse, and this is very specific to Agora Pulse, but but again, it's going to be helpful for you, is you have a timetable of when you want which category to go out. And I'm actually just going to click on my Agora Pulse to read one of my timetables. I'm not going to read the Twitter one. We'd be here all flipping day without doubt. So I'm going to have a look at the Facebook one and I'm going to have a look at the publishing queue. That's what it's called. And what it does is it shows me all my categories and then it says, when do you want each category to go out? So at the moment, actually, I'm just about to refresh it because we did that whole push for the Academy. So on a Sunday at 11.23, and in case you missed it, goes out. On a Monday at 8.08 a.m., the new podcast comes out. On a Tuesday at 8.32 a.m., a lead magnet comes out. On a Wednesday at 10.24 a.m. is an upcoming event. Then on a Thursday, it's the podcast again. Then on a Friday, it's the lead magnet again. Oh, on a Thursday, we also have a guest appearance. Um, Oh, and then on a Wednesday, we have a testimonial as well. So basically, you need to decide, like, when do you want those posts to go out? And viewing it like 
the kind of time slot things enables you to go, okay, well, I've already mentioned that category once this week. So do I need to mention it again? The podcast ones are really important. So they always get two slots. The lead magnets are important. They get two slots. But between them, I want a different looking type of post or a different post altogether in order to keep the feed looking fresh rather than Teresa's posting the same thing over and over. So you've got your categories, you've come up with your content for them. You then decide when you want which post to go out when. And then when you're scheduling them, you can say how many times you want that content to repeat. Now, the note I wrote down earlier that I wanted to mention is the rescheduling thing people sometimes get really nervous about because they think, well, I've I've already talked about that once. I don't want to necessarily talk about it again because I'm going to irritate my audience. The truth of the matter is the reach on these posts are so low. <laughs> like your organic reach on social media is really low. And you know that. You know that when you put a post out, like I've got 3,000 odd followers on Instagram and my likes on a post can vary between 60 and 120. Like that's a very small percent of people that are seeing that content and reacting to it. So if you are fearful that you're repeating things, I don't want you to be. My my kind of rule of thumb and my thought around this is, one, as long as I am varying it enough and I have enough content, the chances of you seeing me repeat something are slim to none. Because I've just read out how many posts are in there. Like, for instance, the in case you missed it, there are 44 posts. We do one a week on Facebook. That's 44 weeks before we might repeat something. Well, actually, that won't be the case because we're constantly adding to it. But set, let's take the testimonial ones. I think I said I was like, was there about 12 in there? Again, we talk about a testimonial once a week. That's 12 weeks before we repeat it if I don't add anything new or edit it. So, and the chances are they didn't see it the first time and they certainly didn't remember it or they certainly didn't like clock it in their head and go, oh yes, that's that testimonial from Mary Hyatt and da, da, da. And then, oh, I've seen exactly that same testimonial. Not at all. Like that is a really long time apart. So as long as you are adding enough content, what I don't or wouldn't want to see is you're putting in like three posts and those three posts keep churning out and churning out and churning out. That is not good. So it's about coming up with some categories. It's about making sure you've got enough content in each of those categories. It's about working out how often those categories go out and how often you talk about that thing. And then having a reassurance in your head that actually, even if you've got five posts and you talk about it once a week, that's still five weeks that go by and you have a load of other posts in between it. So that's how I kind of put together my structure in terms of my content. And like I said, it does me so much good in the sense of one, when I'm creating the post, I'm creating one post for all three platforms. But when I choose the schedule, I don't have the same things going out on the same day and I shuffle what's in the queue. So when I put the queue together for the first time on Facebook, I will reorder that queue compared to LinkedIn. So even if I'd happen to say, that post goes out at the same time in three different places, it's not going to be that post because I shuffle the, the order in which the posts are in there. The only thing that pretty much goes out consistently together is a brand new podcast. And that makes perfect sense. That's absolutely fine. That 
is very, you know, understandable that when you've got something new come out, that the same thing would go on all three platforms. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it there. And maybe in this little series I've just created for myself, maybe I talk to you about Instagram content next week and talk about how I manage that. Because it is very different to how I manage those other platforms. Because the content I share on these platforms, I wouldn't share on Instagram for various different reasons. But I'm conscious that we've just gone over 30 minutes and obviously on these solo ones, I tend to keep them short and snappy if I can. Okay, so hopefully that's helped. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please come and talk to me. I do love hearing from you. Um, Please come and talk to me. I sound like I'm sat here on my own and I got new friends. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, I love to hear from you guys. So if you have got a different way of doing it, if you really enjoyed what I just said and you're going to give it a go, please let me know. Also, don't forget that Agora Pulse offer that I have. There'll be a link in the show notes uh, for you to go get that as well. Okay. I hope you have a great rest of your day and happy scheduling. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 